Hello and welcome back into the post-game podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. In this week's episode, it is going to be our draft-centered, draft-focused, draft-extravaganza episode. We're going to be talking everything news and notes whenever it comes to the draft, everything coming up that we have seen, everything we've heard, uh, everything we've read even. Yes, we still read, I promise. And then also, we're going to be doing a mock draft it's our final mock draft before the actual NFL draft, which is on Thursday. We're super pumped. We we make our own mock draft. We're super excited. If you guys can, leak a, uh, leave a like, leave a follow, a subscribe, do whatever you guys want. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and let's get right into the episode. into this episode of the Post Game Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I am your host, Cody Barnes, and with me is my good friend, Dylan. Say what's up, Dylan. Hey, yo. We are super excited to be able to record this for you guys. We're having an awesome episode. Should be a lot of fun. We're doing another mock draft, the last mock draft before the actual NFL draft. Um, So it's just going to... You know, it could easily be completely wrong, which more than likely it will be. And we kind of acknowledge that um, we're, <laughs> we're just having fun kind of predicting and also just maybe putting players where we think would be cool uh, to have them. Um, this one is pretty much the draft special. Everything about this episode, even the news is going to be about the draft and starting with the news is something that broke uh, today. We're recording this on Friday. Um and Orlando Brown Jr. got traded from the Baltimore Ravens to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, and the details of it are the Chiefs are trading a 2021 first-round pick, which is the 31st overall pick, third-round pick this year, fourth-round pick, and a 2022 fifth-round pick for Orlando Brown, a 2021 second-round pick, and a 2022 fifth-round pick. So basically they send three picks this year, one pick next year for Orlando Brown, a second-round pick this year, and a fifth-round pick next year. Um, so a lot. Just some notes that I have really right here real quick is um, the Ravens are probably going to end up signing Alejandro Villanueva. He was visiting them this past week. And obviously when you move on from a right tackle, you want to sign a tackle or at least have someone there. And more than likely that's who they're going to go with. Um but just give me some of your thoughts real quick. Yeah, I mean, well, first, a disclaimer about this podcast. I think um, this past three weeks have um, I've watched a lot of baseball because baseball is my top sport. So um, I haven't been paying attention to too much football. Um, so if I sound like an idiot, that's why. Um, so continue on to the uh, news. Um so I, I, yeah, I think it's very clear. I think everyone kind of knows this. The Chiefs really needed help with the offensive line. Um, and, you know, I think obviously Orlando Brown is a very, very, very solid offensive tackle. And so, yeah, I think the Chiefs needed what did what they needed to be done and, and got their, you know, franchise tackle, which, yeah, I think I, I, I would say – I don't know about you, but I would say it's a pretty, pretty even trade. Um, yeah. For the most part, um, I think as a Chargers fan, this is kind of a 
you know, kind of sucks. like poop on the face type of thing. Um, yeah. You know, because uh, obviously the Chargers, you know, needs a bit of help on the offensive line, and they were rumored to get Orlando Brown, but it's instead went to um, a division rival. So times, yeah, that times. Yeah, the, it's kind of a slap in the face type of thing, but it is what it is. Um, so yeah, I think yeah, the Chiefs needed offensive tackle big time, and they got Orlando Brown, and that's a big win right there. So yeah. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I think the other thing that kind of spoke to me was that the Chiefs didn't have really a whole lot of faith in the tackle class after like the first two, three, four tackles that get taken off the board. Because I would imagine, obviously, Sewell and Slater are going to get taken off the board. I would imagine that Tevin Jenkins is also off the board at that point by 31. Um, people really like to just draft offensive tackles super super early even when you know they shouldn't be taken that early um but i mean you could probably even throw in like samuel cosme or like Jalen mayfield either one of those guys that are like fringe first round guys that could take that could be taken earlier and i think the chiefs are honestly like okay so what we can do is we can trade a whole bunch of these picks this year so first round pick where we weren't probably going to be able to draft an offensive tackle that's like Orlando Brown Jr., a third-round pick that kind of gets turned into a second-round pick, and then a fourth-round pick and a fifth-round pick. And it's like at that point, those are the later-round picks where you really hope that you can hit on some players, but you're okay if you don't hit on them. Um, so I, I understand why they did it. I think it's a, a really, really good choice to do. Orlando Brown is 24 years old. Patrick Mahomes is 25. So, I mean, hopefully for them, they get an offensive tackle that's going to be protecting Mahomes' blind side for his entire career, as long as they play their cards right. Um, so I do think it's really smart. The other thing for the Ravens is that they're – some people are kind of talking about maybe the Ravens decide to package all these picks and go and trade up and try to get one of the – really good first round wide receivers i'm not sure if that would happen or not but i mean that'd be interesting for sure i don't think any of us would expect that but um also a reminder last time they traded back into the first round with a late end first round pick they drafted lamar jackson so maybe you know they draft someone that's that impactful uh again but you know who knows the ravens are smart they're amazing at drafting talent uh the only thing they haven't drafted very well is wide receiver um so you know hopefully they hit on a wide receiver yeah i i mean i yeah i it's not, yeah i yeah well, let me try <laughs> to get myself together. i'm trying to think because like it's not like the baltimore ravens receivers are horrible it's just they're like i feel like their receivers just don't fit I so what I've kind of thought for a really long time is none of their receivers can be a number one. So, like, basically, if you think about like Julio Jones, you think obviously he's like top five in the league. Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, like all those guys, those are like your number one wide receivers. And then if you go to these teams that don't have that number one wide receiver, the offense just kind of lacks. And when I look at the Ravens, they just don't have 
that number one wide receiver type of talent. They have some good wide receivers that could be, you know, number twos. I mean, they have Willie Sneed, they have Marquise Hollywood Brown, they've got, uh, I know they drafted what, like Devin Duvernay, who's decent, more like a return guy, but it's like they just can't hit on that amazing number one wide receiver so far. And, you know, maybe in this mock draft, we end up having them take someone pretty good. But, um, I mean, yeah. I think the, what, the I think wide receiver what, that I think would be huge would be Terrace Marshall from LSU. I think that dude is, yeah. is an absolute monster. And if he somehow falls to, I think their first pick is 27. Yeah, 27. I think that would be huge. Um, he's a little bit bigger. He is fast, but he's also just more of a physical type of wide receiver. Go up, get the ball. Um, I, I honestly love watching him. And people are, like, super low on him. And they're like, well, he wasn't as productive this year. He had more receiving yards, less receptions, and, like, two less touchdowns in half the games that he had the year before. Like, yeah, that's ridiculous. In seven games, he had pretty much the same amount of like stats that he had the year before. And he has a significantly worse quarterback than the year before, which was with Joe Burrow when he just destroyed everything. So I just was like, okay guys, whatever. But yeah, I think, yeah, I think one, one thing really quick. Um, I, I think if, if you're, if you're a stats numbers guy, if you look at the stats and numbers for the Ravens receivers, you know, they're, they're not going to jump out at you. And p- part of that is because of the offense that the Baltimore Ravens run. Like, oh, yeah. for example, like, like obviously Lamar Jackson, his strength is his legs. The dude is extremely fast. Um, it, it, I'm not saying his arm's a weakness, but it's not one of his strengths. So, obviously, if you're a quarterback, his strength and, and his strength is, you know, his legs, you're going to run the ball more than you throw it. So obviously those receivers aren't going to like jump out with you with the number of catches or number of receiving yards and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's not like the, it's not like the Baltimore receivers are horrible. No, they're not. It, they're, they're not bad. Their offense, like stats wise, their offense is not going to be like, okay, yeah. you're not going to have a leading receiver on that team. Yeah. Like in the NFL. You but, know? Then, but then you also got to think about, they haven't had an elite receiver on their team yet. So how do we know that it couldn't work? You know? Like that's well, well, that's one of those thoughts. Like, well, who knows? You know. Well, yeah. Well, you can't. Yeah, I mean, you. That's also a like who knows for, like we don't know if like Marquis like Hollywood Brown is like an elite receiver because you know the. I I, I personally like Lamar Jackson is not the best pass. I mean, he's a good decent passer. You know, he's not like outstanding. So it's like, you know, I, I don't know. We'll, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I I do agree with you with them drafting a receiver. I think that'd be key, even even in the second round, because like you know the draft. I think the receivers are pretty. From what I can remember, the receivers are like decently deep, right? Yeah, uh, it's not as so, crazy as last year, but it's still really solid. Yeah, I mean, you still got Terrace Marshall Jr. and then maybe even like I don't know how far Bateman will drop, but that would be a good pickup as well. Dude, I, um, the more and more that I watch you know like obviously espn is probably not the best place to watch some stuff but the more and more that i watch some of these like 
NFL insider guys, they're like, yeah, Rashad Bateman could easily fall to like the second, maybe even third round. And I'm like, how? What? But yeah. I mean, I mean that this big board that I have, I, it has him at 26. So I don't think that he's going to fall like crazy far. But um, you never really know. I think he could be solid too. But um, but anyways, we're going to move on to the next part. Um, also, obviously, like I said at the very beginning, it's a very draft centered episode, and for this. We're going to be talking about the Lions and Panthers are apparently, quote-unquote, very open to trading back in this draft. And teams rumored to possibly move up uh, in the draft are the Chargers, the Bears, Washington football team, Patriots, and the Cardinals. Um, Very different positions. Chargers are wanting to trade up for O-line, so if Panay Sewell falls, um, more than likely is the one they're going to go for. Bears, Washington, and Patriots are all, if a quarterback falls, they'll trade it for that. And then the Cardinals are the weird ones uh, saying that if a wide receiver falls that they really like, they'll want to trade up. So I'm like, okay, interesting. Uh, Arizona, uh, already up to DeAndre Hopkins. You signed A.J. Green. I know it's to a one-year deal. Maybe they don't believe in um, Christian Kirk. So I don't know. But... Um, yeah, what are you, what are your thoughts on some of those teams? Um, I obviously we're both Chargers fans. I would love I would love to see the Chargers trade up to get Penny Sewell if he drops. The only thing, the only question mark, if he doesn't get drafted by the Bengals, I, I can I can see the Chargers, you know, trading up with either the um, the Lions or the Panthers mm-hmm. because I yeah and maybe actually maybe the Dolphins might get him too, but. I don't know. If, That's the thing yeah. that I'm thinking is if he falls past the Bengals, why wouldn't the Dolphins take him at six? So then it'd be like, yeah, so they no. have to trade up to six. There's no way that, like to me at least, there's no way that the Dolphins who have a young quarterback who they want to be really, really, really good in Tua, there's no way that they're going to let the number one offensive tackle prospect just fall past them. So this, That's just my thoughts real quick. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think like, yeah. That, that's why, like, obviously, you know, a lot of Chargers fans are like, oh, my gosh, having Panay Sewell, like, with, back with Justin Herbert, that is going to be such an awesome, like, you know, duo again. And, like, obviously yeah. they were very dominant at, at Oregon, and so, like, that'll be super cool. But, I mean, I, I, with the Bengals and the Dolphins ahead of, like, the Lions and the Panthers, who are obviously, we've talked about this, like, very open to trading back. Like, I just I – just, oh, yeah, the Dolphins – would be stupid if they didn't pick Panay Sewell. Yeah. If the Bengals didn't. Yeah. You know? For sure. So, um, I think, so, yeah, I, yeah, I think the Patriots, I don't know if we talked about this in the last podcast because it's been a while, but did we talk, did we talk a little bit about Mac Jones's pro day? Yeah, we did. We did? Okay. And did, remember when we talked, did we talk about how, uh, like, uh, they showed, uh, what's his name? Um, Wow, why am I blanking on his name? The coach of the Bill Belichick. Wow, that was yeah, so yeah, bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, remember they showed him. It was right after Mac Jones overthrew a receiver, and they just showed Bill Belichick shaking his head. Yeah, it's like the more. It's like the Patriots want a QB, but it's like you know Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson are going to go one two, and then Justin Fields will probably go three or four, right? Yeah. Uh, so then you either have hopefully. 
Yeah, hopefully. And then the then you have like the Patriots trying to trade up to either get Trey Lance or Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. But I, I I just can't see them taking Mac Jones after like that video. But yeah, who knows, maybe Bill but, Belichick was shaking into something else. Yeah, or, I know. I There's know. always that. You never really know. Yeah, but um, yeah, and yeah, the Cardinals. I, I don't know why they want another receiver. I mean, maybe just to have more depth and maybe to have just three weapons instead of two. I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, mean, I, I, I like, I think my favorite is, I would love to see the Chargers get Penesul. That's my final I, take on. Yeah. I mean, with these kind of, so like the Chargers trading up to get O-line, there is something, the reason why I only said Penesul and not Rashawn Slater is, um, the head coach for the Chargers, um, he came out and they were asking him questions on like, okay, who would the type of prospects that you would want for, you know, offensive line cornerback, those are your two biggest needs. And he basically said he doesn't want a shorter armed offensive lineman. And Rashawn Slater is a shorter armed offensive lineman. He likes, you know, the bigger, uh, more physical type of offensive lineman. And that kind of just, completely describe Penesul and not exactly Rashawn Slater. Um, he also said he really likes physical corners. He's like, you know, if they get a holding penalty or a defensive pass interference, it's okay as long as their play makes up for it. So everyone's like, okay, well, if Patrick Sertan and J.C. Horn are both there, they're probably going J.C. Horn. I'm like, okay, I think we all knew that. But all right, guys. But... Um, I would really like if they traded up for Penesul. Um I'm a big fan of Penesul. I think it'd be super cool, obviously, to see him with Herbert. I'm also an Oregon fan, so, you know, Oregon connection, Washington. that'd be pretty sweet. Sorry, Washington fan over there. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think that'd be pretty sweet. Uh, the Bears, I don't know. It's just There's also rumors that they might think about – uh, drafting Davis Mills, a quarterback out of Stanford, at 20, <laughs> which would blow my mind if that would happen. No way. If that would happen, I would I would laugh way too hard. I mean, I would bet my house that that would not happen. I guarantee you. Dude, that there's I mean, no way. You better there's hope no way doesn't, dude. Davis Mills in the first round. There's no way. People are saying that he'd be Mr. Bisky 2.0 because he only started one year. <laughs> And then they were like, wow, so good. Draft him. <laughs> good Lord. Absolutely. Uh, I, would, I would cry for the Bears fans if they oh, drafted yeah. David. Oh, my. my the internet I would explode. Rolling. He was a Bears fan. And I'm pretty sure if, yeah, if he were still alive, he'd be like, what? What are they doing? Really? Why? <laughs> but, yes. Yeah, it's just yeah. the Bears make no sense. Um, Washington, I think – that's fine if you don't believe in Taylor Heineke to be like next man up after Ryan Fitzpatrick because who knows how long Ryan Fitzpatrick has. Um, but and then the Patriots, like you were saying, I mean, if it's Trey Lance or Justin Fields, heck yeah, do it. Ten out of ten times, I would do it. If it's Mac Jones that you're trading it for, just please don't do it. Just, just don't. It's okay. Yeah. And the part, so this part cracks me up. Um, I don't know if you listened to last week's podcast at all but there was a part where i was kind of talking about people were saying how justin fields just isn't a smart quarterback they're like oh he's just not smart so he can't get through his reads so fun fact about him there's a test that a 
some scientist, whatever I don't know what his name is, he went on Pat McAfee's show, and he's hired by individual NFL teams and head coaches, GMs, owners, all that kind of stuff, to go and give certain players tests. And he went and gave Justin Fields a test, and it is the highest score he's ever recorded from any NFL quarterback. And he's had, wow. like, Drew Brees has taken it. Um, I'm pretty sure, like, uh, I don't think Tom Brady took it, but I think it was, like, Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning, Peyton Manning. all Nathan, these- Nathan Peterman. Oh, yeah, probably Nathan Peterman, one of the GOATs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so he took it, and he had a better score than all of them. And so and this, this dude was just blown away by it. And then uh, I think Mark Sanchez was the one that, that told Pat McAfee about this guy. And so then Pat McAfee had him on, and he was like, yeah, I mean, it just was crazy. It's such a high score. Wasn't expecting that. And then they're, like, digging into history on Justin Fields. He had offers from almost every Ivy League school. And in case people don't know what that means, that's like Harvard, Brown, Yale, like all of those big name colleges where it's like only smart people go. He had offers from there and he turned them down because he wanted to actually just go play football instead of be, you know, smart and make a whole lot of money doing the same things. Um, but, you know, thanks, Justin Fields, for making life more enjoyable uh, by playing football. Um, yes. So for me, I'm like, okay, so you're saying Justin Fields doesn't have the mental capacity to make more than one read, and that's what people are saying about him. I'm like, you guys are absolute morons, but okay, it's fine, I guess, if you want to believe that. Um, that all to say, I would 100%, if I had the number two overall pick with the Jets, I would take him over Zach Wilson. Um, but I know that won't happen because it's the Jets. Um, but <laughs> it's all right. I, I have a question, and, and you probably know more. <laughs> But but why why is Zach Wilson the first year number two pick? Like I I feel like I haven't really like seen anything where I'm just like wow Zach Wilson is just so good. Like obviously he's he's, he's a good quarterback, but I'm just like what what makes the what makes the Jets want Zach Wilson way more than than Justin Fields? Because if I'm because if I'm um, if I'm Zach Will or if I'm the New York Jets, I'd be like okay like Justin Fields played for Ohio State who obviously they have very good competition rather than, yep. you know, Zach Wilson at BYU, mm-hmm. you know, unless I'm wrong. No, but um, so it's like, what do you think? Why, why, why are the Jets going to be like, okay, we want Zach Wilson way more than Justin Fields? Those are all very, very, very fair points. Um, and you're 100% right. Uh, the answer is because the Jets are the Jets. Um, I don't understand, uh, like, honestly – and there, there's a guy that I follow on uh, on Twitter. His name is Stephen Hagland, um, and he has a Chargers podcast. But he goes through for the draft, and he does a draft analysis for, like, the top 100 prospects or 150, something like that. And he he's a huge Utah fan. He's, like, from Utah. And so he has seen BYU play Utah two times. I think in the past two years, um, played them this year. And I can't, I cannot remember. I think BYU won because BYU is pretty decent this year, but last year, Utah absolutely dismantled Zach Wilson. And he was like, go watch the 2019 tape of Zach Wilson playing against Utah compared to the 2020 version. And he goes, so either he made a 
substantial leap in the way that he plays or, you know, the talent kind of fell off for Utah and everybody got drafted. And so I was like, okay, interesting. So I went and watched. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty big difference. But then it was also, he just was like, go watch the 2019, 2019 tape in general, and you'll be absolutely amazed by it. And I was like, what on earth? How, how is this dude getting the amount of hype that, that he is getting at the current moment? Yes, I think he has a lot of potential, but I don't think that he's going to be ridiculously good. I think it's kind of what people are hoping for is that he is like the next Patrick Mahomes. You catch lightning in a bottle. Um, I'm sorry to tell people this, but that doesn't happen twice. Um, Fairly unlikely does that ever happen. Um, And people are just really hyped up on that whole improviser type of role for Zach Wilson and making those big throws. And I think the biggest thing to me is Zach Wilson at BYU had this amazing offensive line, but they're also playing against lesser competition than what, you know, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, um, I mean, Mac Jones even. Mac Jones was playing against better competition. And it's like, yeah, he had a great season, but I don't see what everybody else sees at all. Again, you know, I could be 100% wrong. I don't do this for a living, so I can't. I don't have all the tape that some of these people on ESPN, CBS, whatever else, I don't have all the tape that they have. But I also can see with my eyes that I think Justin Fields and Trey Lance even are better than Zach Wilson. Yeah, so here's – I just want to share this with you very quickly. So so this is tw- BYU's 2020 schedule, okay? Mm-hmm. They played Navy, Troy, Louisiana Tech, University of Texas San Antonio, Houston, Texas State, Western Kentucky, Boise State, North Alabama, Coastal Carolina, and SDSU, and UCF, okay? That's a lot that was, of Coastal Carolina. <laughs> that was, yeah, they lost to Coastal Carolina. Carolina. This is 20 Ohio State schedule. Nebraska, Penn State, Rutgers, um, Indiana, Michigan State, Northwestern, Clemson, and Alabama. Yep. Those are like, obviously, like, you know, Rutgers it wasn't isn't the greatest, and Rutgers, you know, is, you Michigan know, State wasn't that good. But, but like, you got you got teams like obviously like Indiana was good last year, Penn State was decent last year, Northwestern was good last year, and they beat they beat Justin Fields beat number two Clemson, and he got injured halfway through the game. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure it was that game or it was Alabama. Yeah, yeah I don't no, know. it was that one. Yeah, and then and then. Obviously, Alabama is always going to be tough. That's just how yeah, it is. But get all the top um, prospects. It's kind of hard to beat them. Exactly. So, I mean, that just kind of just speaks for itself. I'm like, you're obviously you're going to throw for 400 passing yards against like, you know, Texas State and yeah. like it's just North it, it's, Alabama. Yeah, and like Louisiana Tech. Like, <laughs> come on, man. come on. Uh, yeah. No. I... And, like, obviously, we're not here to just, like, crap all over Zach Wilson. It's just the part where where it just seems like at this point people are saying Justin Fields isn't nearly on the same level as Zach Wilson. And I know, like, Dylan, I, I did say something kind of, you know, you thought it was a little bit crazy the other, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, 
but I was like, you know, there's the chance that Justin Fields turns out to be the best quarterback in this entire draft class. And that's the same thing for Zach Wilson. But I think the difference for me is Zach Wilson, I think has a 20% chance, maybe 15% chance even to, to be the best quarterback in this draft. And I think Justin Fields has like a 35 to 40. And then the rest I think is Trevor Lawrence and maybe 5% is like Trey Lance, maybe. But it's just like Justin Fields, I think, also has that baseline of um, he can also make plays with his legs. And that's something that a lot of people are looking for right now with young quarterbacks to be able to make those plays. So I, I don't know. I just – I I'm pretty bullish on Justin Fields. And I think if he falls to the right team, he could be absolutely amazing. And I would be super pumped. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I like him too. I really do. I, I think whatever team he goes to, I think that's going to be, I would love to see him on the 49ers. I, re, I really do. Yeah. Um, obviously. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I like, yeah, I think you're right about like, you know, there's always a possible, like no one thought, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't, not a lot of people thought that Patrick Mahomes was going to be, you know, the best quarterback in that draft. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Some, some people did, but they also said he has a really high ceiling, but a really low floor. So yeah. that was what a lot of people said about him. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, th- I think, yeah, we'll see how, how this all, how it all pans out. And yeah, I'm looking forward to see this, seeing this draft. Yeah, me too. We're going to roll through the next two pretty quick. Um, just so we give ourselves enough time with the draft. Um, so the next two things real quick, uh, I kind of put a, a question in there. What are the Cowboys going to do this year? Stephen Jones, who uh, I know Dylan, you asked, so people probably also don't know. Stephen Jones is the son of Jerry Jones. Uh, he's kind of taken over a lot of the um, football representative type of you know role. So his face is out there. He also makes a little, quite a few more football decisions um, than he did before. Um he essentially told people that they aren't going to go off into the line in this draft. And the reason why I say that is because he said that this is the most healthy that their offensive line has been in a really long time. They're super excited for how good this offensive line is going to play this next year. Um, so I put in there, my best guess is going to be defense or if Kyle Pitts falls, maybe they'll try to trade up and get him. Um, there's a lot of people, including myself, that would say, please just don't do that. Just go defense. And I kind of – I'm not sure if I talked about this last week or not. I can't remember. Um, But something that I personally think is that they need to – the Cowboys, um, they need to take a book out of the Panthers and Matt Rule's book that they wrote last year. Um, And in case you don't know, the Panthers took all defensive players in in the entire draft last year, not a single offensive player. It's because they were like, yeah, our offense is good enough. We don't really need to go out there and draft any offensive players. So let's just go heavy on defense and hope that we hit on some solid players. I just think that's what the Cowboys should do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't really have much to add. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't have a problem with them getting Kyle Pitts. They don't really have a tight end. So. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't be upset with it. I just don't think that they should just because – 
their needs on the defensive side of the ball are just so much greater than the need for a tight end. You got three yeah. amazing wide receivers. You can throw in a tight end and hope that he sticks and plays decent. I know their starter from last year, he got hurt like in the first game and towards ACL, and so they had to go with someone else. But uh, Didn't they have Jason Witten last year, or was that the year before? Year before. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think they they definitely need to, you know, draft some defensive players. Um, maybe you could maybe draft a tight end like the later rounds. Yeah. Depending on who's available. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. Nothing much more to add. Yeah. And then the last part um, is the Broncos are still, quote-unquote, high on Drew Locke, but still looking at quarterback. I just kind of found this a little bit funny. Because that's the way of the Broncos basically saying, like, I mean, if quarterback falls, we're going to go take him. But if we have to stay at nine, then we'll just stay with Drew Locke and we're fine with that. But honestly, if a quarterback falls, we like, we're going to trade up and draft him. Like, that's that's what I saw from it. They're like, all right, we're going to keep an eye on the third pick. And whoever the 49ers don't take, we might trade up to four and try to take him. Yeah, but. I mean, it's it, yeah. You're, you're never going to see a team that's publicly going to publicly going to say, "Oh, we we don't like our quarterback. We're going to draft someone else." Um, yeah, but that's like pretty close to what they're kind yeah. of saying in a way. They're like, "We really like someone new," but you know, yeah. if we have to stick like, with luck, I guess that's okay for now. Yeah, I, I can totally totally see them being like, "Okay, like Drew, we're going to give you one more year. If you suck, we're going to just." Or no, well, we're going to draft a quarterback if there's a quarterback available, but you're still starting this year. But if you suck, you're out of here. Oh, you yeah. Like, moment I you're, at, you're done. Yeah, exactly. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, obviously, they're not going to say that publicly, but I wouldn't be surprised if that if that's the case, where they draft a quarterback, but they're like, okay, like, yeah. Drew, you're still our quarterback. If you suck, this other guy's going to be our quarterback. But that is going to be it for the news, and now we're going to get into the mock draft. Um, I am personally super excited for it because we're doing something a little bit different. Um, so what we're going to be doing is we're going to be completely blank slate here. We don't know who each other are going to take with certain picks. I'm going to take the even picks. Dylan is going to take the odd number picks. Um, if we make trades, we can. If we don't want to make trades, that's totally fine. Um, but the first thing that we're going to do real quick is we're pretty much just going to pencil in the first two names. Jaguars are going to go Trevor Lawrence. We all know that one. And like how we were talking about the jets at number two, they're going to take Zach Wilson. All signs are pointing to that. If they don't go Zach Wilson, my mind will be completely blown. Um, but as of right now, it seems like the jets will take Zach Wilson. Um, so with the number three overall pick, the San Francisco 49ers are taking who Dylan, they are going to be taking probably the most obvious choice. It's Justin Fields. Um, so, yeah. I think we've talked a lot about Justin Fields already, so there's nothing really much more to add to that. So we can move on. All right. Sounds good. Uh, I got the Atlanta Falcons at number four. I'm going to have them take Trey Lance. Um, we haven't really talked about him too much, um, but – Apparently, ownership and the general manager uh, are very keen on wanting to draft a replacement for Matt Ryan. Trey Lance is, I guess, 
number one on the board because you can have him sit behind Matt Ryan for a year or two and you'll be fine. Um, and that's kind of what their plan is. Uh, the head coach isn't super on board apparently, but you know, that's the GM that's probably going to make that choice anyways. And if the owner says that's what he wants, it's probably how it's going to go. Um, so I got trailing. It's going at number four. Gotcha. Um, number five, Cincinnati Bengals. Um, this one is a tough one because you could either go wide receiver or offensive line. Um, you know, I'm going to go with, oh gosh, this is so hard because it's, <laughs> especially the Chargers fan is just being like, okay, just, just say Jamar Chase, just say Jamar Chase. But then I'm like, but like, I feel like this receiver's class is like, you know, they, they can get a, like a decent receiver in the second round. Mm-hmm. They wanted to, because it's not like they're, oh gosh, I'm going Panay Sewell. That's what I'm going with. Sewell. All right. <laughs> I can tell you really didn't want to. Yeah. There was part of me. I'm just like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, I love it. Uh, so that was number five, the Bengals. Number six, I got the Miami Dolphins. I'm going to have them take Jamar Chase. Um, I know Devontae Parker is solid, but Jamar Chase is like bona fide number one wide receiver. Um, he's a beast. So I got him going number six to the Dolphins. Who you got at number seven? Number seven, Detroit. Um, so you could go I'm, – I'm going to go with um, – I'm going to go with Jalen Waddle. Okay. I'm going to go with Jalen Waddle. I think the Lions obviously need receivers. Um, if if for, if for some odd reason, Panay Sewell dropped to seven, I, I can I can see the Chargers trading up with Detroit and getting yeah. Panay Sewell. But I just can't see Panay Sewell dropping that far. So I think the Lions yeah. will stay and, and draft a, a receiver. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Makes sense. I like that. I like Jalen Model a lot. So, um, so that was number seven. Number eight, Carolina Panthers. I have them taking Kyle Pitts. Um, bring in so rather than doing what they did last year with taking all defensive players, they're starting off this draft with Kyle Pitts, who I think is amazing, and the fact that he's still at number eight would be ridiculous. I, I think he has a chance of going number four to the Atlanta Falcons. Um, but I think the Falcons would just go Trey Lance if he's there. Um, but the Panthers taking Kyle Pitts would be so, so, so cool to see with Sam Darnold. Uh, and that would just increase his potential even more so. I'm a big believer in Sam Darnold. I hope everything goes well with the Panthers and him. Goodness. Yeah. Um. Okay, so Denver, that nine. Um, you know, Denver. This is a tough one because I can see them trading up, getting a quarterback, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but since we're doing a mock draft and there's no really, I'm not gonna take Davis Mills because that's the. Oh no! Oh, Mac Jones. Hey, Mac Jones oh, is available. Okay. If you want to take Mac. But 
do you think Denver would want to take Mac Jones over to? I don't Rock? think anyone wants to take Mac Jones. I think he sucks. <laughs> and Mac Jones, if you're listening, I love you. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna go. Yeah, this is a tough one because I can either go. You can either go corner, or you could go linebacker as mm-hmm. well. Um, so this is what I'm gonna do. I'm going to go with Micah Parsons. Okay. I'm going Micah Parsons. He's the best linebacker available right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to go with Micah Parsons. All right. Sounds good. Uh, so I've got the Dallas Cowboys aforementioned that I have talked about. And I'm having them take Patrick Sertan the second. Uh, they had uh, Diggs from last year. I can't remember what his first name is. Um, from Alabama. And they're teaming him up with... His teammate from last year, Patrick Sertan, uh, who's played since a freshman at Alabama, which is crazy. Um, so shoring up that secondary for that terrible, terrible defense from last year. Gotcha. Um, so, and then we're going at 11 with the New York Giants. Yes. Um, you can either go receiver or they need an edge rush. Um, or you could go corner as well. Um, I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with Devonte Smith. Okay, nice. Yeah, I think he obviously he was one of the top players in college football last year. Um, I think, yeah, I think the Giants they need a playmaker on offense, a receiver, mm-hmm. um, and I think yeah, Devonte Smith can be that guy. So yeah, I'm going with Devonte Smith. Nice. All right. So I've got the Eagles at 12. And if I'm being 100% honest, I don't know what I want to do. Because um, I could take J.C. Horn. Because um, they really need another corner. I know they got Darius Slay, but he's not going to last forever. Um, or they could take Rashawn Slater. Their offensive line is literally hurt all, always, I think is what it is um so yep you know after kind of saying that i think i'm just gonna go with that i'm just gonna go with Rashawn slater he fell this far down the board i don't think that he'll fall any further somehow um to 12 but i i think that they kind of have to go with Rashawn slater at that point yeah um 13 los angeles chargers um i think up. for me this is, what i said don't mess it up Oh, I know. Um, you know, obviously, I, I here's the thing with the Chargers. There's not really any, like, offensive linemen. That, I mean, there might be, like, one or two offensive linemen that I, you know, might take at 13. But also, you have J.C. Horn available. And the Chargers need a corner. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm going to go with J.C. Horn. All right. I like it because that's, that's who I would pick. I like it. Um, because I mean, what you're saying, there's not really a whole lot of on- offensive line. Um, I think the best one available is Elijah Vera Tucker. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's Tevin Jenkins, who I don't think is good enough to be picked at 13. Um, I think he's a top 25 player, I just don't think he's top 13. Um, so I like the JC Horn pick. So I got the Vikings at 14, and I am actually going to have them take Elijah Tucker, the 
guard slash tackle slash probably do anything you want on the offensive line at a USC, I think would really help the Vikings. I think they lost Pat Elfline. Um, they let a couple other guys go. So I, I really think it's going to be offensive line or bust at this, at this pick. Yeah, no, I think that's a great pick. Um, so 15, New England Patriots. Um, this one isn't going to be an interesting one. Um, I could definitely see them trading up to get a quarterback if there's, like, one available at, like, six or seven or eight. Um, but I'm very, very tempted to pick Mac Jones. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me think. Hold on. Let me think. No, no, Patriots. Um, are you seeing the Klondike bar song? I was, because what would you do? You know? Um, you know what? <laughs> I'm going Mac Jones, baby. Oh, Mac Jones. Yeah. Mac Jones at 15. I mean, yeah. There's I'm there's a lot of people that are high on Mac Jones. I, I would I wouldn't be surprised if he goes fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um per, like if I was a GM, I wouldn't pick Mac Jones in general. So <laughs> true. Yeah, but I, I, yeah, a lot of people are high on him, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm not very confident in my pick with the England Patriots picking back Jones, but hey, it's they okay. Need to so yeah. Well, that opens it up for me at number sixteen, the Arizona Cardinals. This is the player that I hope that they take, um, but also I think it's the best player available, honestly, uh, and it's what makes sense. And it's Caleb Farley cornerback out of Virginia Tech. He was supposed to be like a top 10 player. Obviously, he's only falling to 16. Um, But I I know he had a back surgery, but apparently he's fully healthy. Um, Everything looks fine. And I think if the Cardinals take this seriously, they can draft this dude who can be the next Patrick Peterson because he was supposed to be like a lockdown number one cornerback. Um, and then he had a surgery and everybody, you know, just tossed him. Um, but I think Cardinals need corner so bad. And I think if Caleb Farley's there, you got to take him. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great pick. Um, so then the next is, at seven, 17 is the Las Vegas Raiders. That's weird. Um, yeah, it is very weird to say. I was about to say <laughs> Oakland, and then I saw that you were Las Vegas. Um, they haven't had an interesting offseason, a bit of a stupid one. So I wouldn't be surprised. At least everybody on their team. That's what. They yeah, do. I wouldn't be surprised if they go stupid in the draft. Oh, so, yes. so you know, I'm gonna. <laughs> there's probably that it's like I want to make a stupid pick, but I'm not gonna do that. Um, I, I, you know, I, I like. I'm going to pick Jeremiah, that guy, Owosu Karamoa. You're you're pretty close. Yeah, there you go. There's been worse names. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to pick him. Um, Their defense is garbage, um, so they need defense. Um, And, yeah, especially at linebacker. And I, I, I like Owosu, even though he's a bit small. For linebacker, um, maybe if he gained like maybe ten pounds, I think he would he would be solid. Yeah, I, I so in 
in uh, last week's episode, I kind of compared him to Jeremy Chin for uh, from the Panthers, kind of a safety linebacker hybrid. Um, yeah, I think it's literally. Like I think he's like three pounds heavier than Jeremy Chin and like an inch taller. So I'm like, he literally he fits that scheme of like a Jeremy Chin role. So I think that'd be pretty cool if they did that. Um, but you know, Gus Bradley's their defensive coordinator, so who knows if he wants to do that? Yeah, because um, he never did that with Derwin James. So you know, who knows? Um, yeah. So that was number seventeen with the Raiders. Number eighteen got the Miami Dolphins. This is also another pick where it's a little bit weird on what I want to do. Um, and I think what I'm going to do. Uh, yeah, because you didn't take my new school. So I think I'm going to take Christian Darisaw here. Um, offensive tackle out of Virginia Tech. So I have two picks that happened. Obviously, I had the Cardinals and the Dolphins, both Virginia Tech Hokies, I think is what it is. So that's pretty sick. Um, but yeah, they need offensive line help uh, if they want to try to protect their franchise quarterback into a so might as well spend a first round pick on him yeah no that's a great pick um so 19 washington football team i'm gonna pick um god this name is gonna be hard to pronounce trayvon morig morig okay (laughs) safety because i think i think this guy's very underrated i don't think a lot of people are talking about him Mm -hmm. um I do think Washington football team, they, they do need offensive line help, but I, I, I don't know. They have, yeah, that's a tough one. But I, I'm, I'm going to stick with Trayvon Morig and because, yeah, they don't really have a safety unless I'm forgetting someone. But, uh, not necessarily. Yeah. So, but I mean, Cameron yeah. Cameron was gonna... a good, strong safety, but I think Trayvon Morig could be a really good free safety. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Trayvon Morig. All right, so I've got the Bears, and I could pick Davis Mills, but I'm not going to um, because I I think that'd be funny. But, again, I'm not going to. Uh, so what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to take uh, Greg Newsom, uh, the cornerback out of Northwestern. Um, they let Kyle Fuller go, so that kind of opens up a huge, huge hole at corner, and I think Greg Newsom could be a solid corner. Um, I don't think he's as good as the top three, obviously, but um, I think just a step down from them. Got it. Um, so we're at 21. 21. 21. Um, so, hmm, this one is going to be an interesting one. Um, I'm going to go with, hold on, I need to find, I'm going to go with Tevin Jenkins. Okay, I like it. Uh, Offensive, he's offensive tackle, or he was a tackle, right? Yep, tackle. Yeah, offensive tackle from Oklahoma State. Um... Yeah, I think in the Indianapolis Colts, I think, yeah, we, we talked about this before the podcast, but I, we can both definitely see the Colts trading back. Mm-hmm. 
it's not like they have any like insane needs on their team. Um, but I can see them t- picking Tevin Jacobs or like offensive tackle. Yeah, so, I, I think that's the only thing they really actually need. Um, yep. So I, I like that. I like the pick. But all right, well, I got the Tennessee Titans uh, at twenty-two. Um, this one is a weird one. I don't fully know exactly what to do here. Um, because there's a lot of things you could do. They lost to Dory Jackson, so obviously if there was a corner available, um, I would want to take him. There's not really a corner that I want to take here. I think the next one would be Asante Samuel. Um, but 22 is pretty high. You could go edge. Um, you got guys like Quiddy Pay still available, who's really good. Um, kind of more of a one-dimensional guy. You got Jalen Phillips, huge upside, but he's got some injury concerns. Zizo Jolari, kind of also one-dimensional. Um, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to take Rashad Bateman, the wide receiver out of Minnesota. And the reason why I'm doing that is obviously they lost Corey Davis, um, which was their number two guy. He took a lot away from, uh, like a lot of the coverage away from AJ Brown this past year. He had a breakout season got a contract he deserved because he did break out and left. And so now it's like, okay, after A.J. Brown, who the heck do they pass the ball to? Because even Johnny Smith is gone. So it's like, um, it's A.J. Brown and nobody else. And I think Rashad Bateman would be a solid number two wide receiver. He's got everything that you need for a wide receiver, decent speed, size, strength, good route running. Um, I think it would be a pretty solid pick here. Obviously, some people are lower on him, but I really like Rashad Bateman. Yeah, that's a great pick. I like I like Bateman as well. I think he's an absolute stud. Um, 23 New York Jets. Um, I'm going to go with Kawhiti Pay. Um, okay. I like it. Yeah, I think uh, the Jets need help uh, – a lot of areas on their team and edge rush is one of them. So, um, or yeah, just defense, defensive line in general. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, you have Quinn and Williams, um, obviously. And so I think Quiddy pay would be a good, um, would be a good help on that defensive line. So I'm going to go with Quiddy pay. All right. I like it. Um, I am now here at, 24 with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, a lot of like the top offensive linemen are gone. Um, and there's kind of a huge step down, I think, after Tevin Jenkins, because you can go Jalen Mayfield if you want, but he doesn't seem great. Alex Leatherwood, same thing. Samuel Cosme seems okay. Um, so I think what I'm going to have them do is I'm going to have them take, to me, the number one running back, and that is Najee Harris. Um, absolute stud, three-down running back out of Alabama. I think it'd be awesome. James Conner signed uh, with the Cardinals. We didn't really talk about that at all, but you know, James Conner signed a deal with the Cardinals to be the backup running back, so that's cool. 
Um, but Najee Harris, I think, would step right in. The Steelers apparently said that they would uh, be very much interested in taking a running back in the first or second round. So I think if Najee Harris is there, they'll scoop him up. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I, I like that pick. I think the Steelers kind of – yeah, you, you, they, they need a running back. They, don't really they got that, so. nobody. They got Benny Snell and yep. Anthony McFarland. Yeah, they literally got no one. So, um, so twenty-five Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, sir. Um, so the Jaguars, they got Trevor Lawrence. Offensive, offensive line. You can go offensive line. They didn't really, not really any like decent ones available. Um. I'm going to go with – this might be a bit of a hot take. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go with Kadarius Tony from Florida. Okay. All right. No. You're typing like it in Cleveland. Do what? You're typing it in Cleveland. Oh, I am? Oh, nice. Love that. <laughs> I, I totally did. For anybody listening, we currently have a Google Doc that we share together so he can see where I'm typing. I accidentally clicked on the Browns before I clicked on the Jaguars. <laughs> All good. All good. But, no, I, I like that. Uh, I do. Um, I, I do think they need some wide receiver help, so I think that's solid. Um, which I am glad that you did not take the player that I wanted uh, because I wanted – another Alabama player by the name of Christian Barmore. Uh, so the Cleveland Browns released their defensive tackle uh, this past week, so they have um, no one. Um, so I think if they would add Christian Barmore in the middle of – oh, there's just – this would be amazing. Devion Clowney and Miles Garrett rushing past around the edges, and you got Christian Barmore, who's a guy – that can legitimately push back centers and guards and whoever else is in his face is that strong is that much of a pass rusher. You have that pass rush on that defense. Oh, that would be absolutely ridiculous. I would, I would pay money to go watch that just all day. Love yeah. it. Yeah. I love that. Uh, I love, I love clowning to the, the Browns. Yes. Um, yeah, and I like Barrymore as well, or Barmore. Um, 27, Baltimore Ravens. I'm going to go with an edge rusher um, by the name of Aziz Ojolari. Okay. Um, yeah, I think they need help on the defensive line. Um, I'm totally blanking on – I don't think they really have anyone that, like, stands out to me. They pretty much lost like, everybody, so. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I like Aziz Ojolar. I think he's a great edge rusher, and, yeah, I'm picking him. Nice. All right. Um, well, I think the Saints here could go a couple of different ways. Um, they could take a corner, like they could take Asante Samuel, which is very possible. Um, they could also go wide receiver. They could take, like, Elijah Moore. Um 
You could take a linebacker if they want as well. But I think what I'm going to have them take, um, just kind of how the board, you know, how the board lies is I'm going to have them take Jalen Phillips, um, the defensive end out of Miami. So rather than Gregory Rousseau, they're taking Jalen Phillips. Yeah, I like it. Um, 29, Green Bay Packers. Um, I Please disappoint them and take your quarterback. Um, I'm... <laughs> Davis Mills. Um, nice. I'm going to take Kellen Mond. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm actually, I'm actually going to go with um, Zavin Collin. Okay. Um, this dude, he's a bit... I, I don't really know much about him, but he's... I know that he's a large human being, um, and Wrong. Uh, yeah, he's he's just. I know that he's like a solid, solid player, and I think even though I, I don't know if he's, and you probably know this better than better than me, but he's not an edge guy. He's he's is he inside? He so that's the thing with him is he can play middle linebacker if he needs to where he can play outside linebacker. I don't think he's an edge rusher, though, Um, which is weird to me. I mean, last year he had four sacks, so but then he had four interceptions as well. So, I mean, I think he's probably more of like uh, – Yeah, I I think he's like an outside linebacker. I don't – I don't really look at him as an edge type of guy. Um, I look at him more as like a cover outside linebacker. So, yeah, yeah. So I'm picking Zayvon Collins at 29. All right. Well, I got the Buffalo Bills at pick 30, and I am going to have them take Asante Samuel Jr. Um, obviously, son of the great Asante Samuel. Wow very original naming um so i have him going there i know they have uh Tredavious white who's an absolute baller um of a corner yeah. amazing lockdown quarterback um but i mean in this in this league you have to have a bunch of quarterbacks um i mean the next team up is the baltimore ravens and if you look at the baltimore ravens they have uh all of the corners um and it works for him. And so I, I like Asante Samuel a lot. Um, I think he would go really well in this defense as well. Um, and the fact that he fell to them, I think would be awesome for them. Yeah. Yeah, I like that pick as well. Um, 31, Baltimore Ravens. Um, they just got this pick today, actually, right? Um, yep. So... Um, I'm going to go with, um, this might be a bit of a hot take, but I'm going to go, hold on, let me rethink this. <laughs> um, I need to see who's available. Um, I'm going to go with Terrace Marshall Jr. Nice. I like um, it. And I, we talked about him before the, was it, I, I don't know if it was during or before the podcast, but, um, 
oh no this is during the podcast but we were we were talking about um you know lamar jackson and and the baltimore ravens offense and how they kind of needed needed a guy you know to or just needed a, a, a star receiver and I, and we both talked about how you know marshall jr definitely has that you know he has he has the potential to be a be a star receiver um mm-hmm. um we'll just see yeah if the if the ravens end up getting him we'll, we'll see how they how they use him and stuff like that and yeah, yeah. it'll be I, I like that pick i do yeah no i i do too i mean he's six foot four 200 pounds like he's a big dude so i think it'd be perfect for what lamar jackson needs is that big target other than their tight end uh to just lob the ball up to and hope for the best um but and now to end the first round we got the tampa bay buccaneers um man the the buccaneers honestly don't need a lot <laughs> so yeah. it's kind of like okay I think this would be a really good pick to kind of look at them and go, all right, who maybe has the biggest upside? Um, like who has the, the highest ceiling out of the rest of the players that you could possibly take in the first round that maybe some teams would take in the second. And I think that kind of comes down to Jason Owe at a, at a Penn State, the edge, Gregory Rousseau, the edge out of Miami. Um, and to me, uh, Jamin Davis, the linebacker out of Kentucky. Um, and I think what I'm going to have them do, I think I'm going to have them take Jason Owe uh, at a Penn State. Dude is freaky fast. Freaky, freaky fast for an edge. And, I mean, he is a big boy, too. He's 6'5", 257 pounds. Um, I think he – I could be – completely wrong here but i thought that he ran like just a ridiculous 40 time i think it was like four five or something like that um i mean just just a nutty 40 time for a dude as big as he is um so i think that'd be really good for them it would be someone that you know obviously Okay, I totally lied real quick. I looked it up. Jason Owe ran a 4.36 40-yard dash at six foot five, two 257 pounds. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's freaking ridiculous. And so, okay, so, yeah, that's nuts. Um, I think, honestly, with a guy like Jason Owe, it would be really good for them to have a player like him, maybe someone they can just kind of – not have sit, but just have him learn under a whole bunch of guys that have been in the league, uh, have him be groomed to be the next best pass rusher um, out of Tampa. So, I mean, I, I think Jason Owe uh, would be great. And so, obviously, there's a couple of players that we left out that maybe a lot of people thought could be a first-round talent. Um, and I honestly think the first round to about – halfway through the second round there's a lot of talent there that maybe you can have interchange after like picks 25 on um i mean samuel cosme he didn't get taken in the first round uh gregory rousseau who has fallen from his mighty throne of the best edge 
until people actually started watching his film and they're like, okay, so he can't do a lot. He's just a big dude. Um, Elijah Moore, I think, could be a first-round wide receiver. Um, Jamin Davis, I talked about him for a second. I think he could be a first-round linebacker. So it's kind of just how the board laid. That's how we uh, took him. So it's a little bit different. But, I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought this was a ton of fun. It's a little bit different. Yeah. When, when you I got loved it. Else over there. Picking, and you're like, uh, what are they doing? <laughs> like, okay, well, if that dude's still up, cool. And you're like, oh, crap, he took the player I wanted. Um, <laughs> but I thought this was a ton of fun. But I'm crazy excited for this draft. I think this is the most like locked in for an NFL draft that I've been in a really long time. Um, so I'm super excited. I'm excited to see what's going to happen at the top of the drafts. Obviously, at number three, what are the 49ers going to do? Are they going to take Justin Fields? Are they going to, in our eyes, are they going to screw it up and take Mac Jones? Um, what's Atlanta going to do? Are they going to prepare for the future or try to win now, which is crazy? Um, but there's a lot this that possibly could happen. Um, I'm super pumped. And obviously, uh, we'll, we'll be recording uh, an episode next week uh, and that will be on Saturday so it'll be after the first uh, through third round I believe happens so we'll be recording probably during the fourth through seventh round so if there's a player that we really like that gets taken we'll update you guys um, but yeah you got anything else to add? No yeah I think this is a lot of fun and yeah it's going to be a fun draft I'm excited and I'm always like you know there's always that like what like there's always a few surprises on draft day that are, that, oh yeah, you know, are always exciting. So it'll be, it'll be fun. I'm excited. Yeah, hopefully we don't have another Jordan Love situation. But you know, if we do, yeah, I mean, hopefully. that will make for a great podcast episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys want, press the follow button. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram as well. Uh, but thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Peace out. Peace.